Hello, 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 and welcome back to Release a Podcast, where our motto is letting go of things that hold you back. I'm Cynthia Haynes. And Harold Weaver. And so on this episode, uh, we're going to talk about the purpose of silence. And when I thought about this topic, um, I was listening to something and I just um, thought about how it was in the silence, in my silent times, where I either figured out something, I was able to clearly think about something, and I learned more about myself than had it been if I had been doing a lot of things or just keeping um, a lot of um, noise around. So um, one thing I learned about silence, um, I did a training as a chaplain at one of the VA hospitals. And so at that time, I didn't like when I was in a room and it was silent. I felt like I should always be talking, asking questions, just trying to generate conversation. And it was when my supervisor said, you know, there's times when you need to be quiet because the silence, people are getting their healing. People are getting delivered in that silent moment. They're actually being able to um, let their feelings or their thoughts move during that time. So there is a purpose for the silence. And so what I learned was um, when I did stop talking and just when I asked a question and it was a question that um, generated some emotion or um, thought by the patient, they were able to sit and process and go through this cycle where they um start up high. They allow themselves to go down deeper. We call it the muck. And then they come back up on their own. And um, that was very educational for me as well, especially being a counselor. So um, the muck part is the stuff that we don't want to mess with. The muck stuff is the part that I don't want to deal with that part. So I'm just going to push it back. But it does end up coming back up to to rise to occasion when you normally don't expect it to. And it might take another incident that was close to that incident that draws that muck up. And then you over, I don't want to say overreact, but it just makes you more emotional than you would have been had you dealt with the other stuff. Harry, you got something? Well, for me, the purpose of silence is a whole lot more broader because I had to learn the hard way that when you're silent, you listen better, you listen more, you listen more intense to what's being said. And with that being done, at least that form and fashion, you get to comprehend better what's being said, especially when it's being said indirectly to you, as well as to anybody else that could be in the group. So again, the the purpose of silence for me is a whole lot more broader. So I say that to say, depending on how you look at what silence does for you and how you've already experienced just being a lot more quiet and a lot more um, less talkative when people are talking, then only you can judge how well the purpose of silence will work for you. Um, Again, always fall back to the mindset, which I've also already mentioned that for me, I had to learn the hard way that the less I talk, the more I hear. The more I hear, the more I and better I can comprehend. The better I comprehend is how I'm able to respond better than had I then tried to talk over or talk more than what was being said to me. So again, the purpose of Silence is individually, I believe, um, decided on how exactly you see silence in general and how it works for you, how you attempted to use it, how that we today going to try to um, give different um, examples of how it can be used to benefit you and then it can also use to um, 
distract you. Again, depending on how you go by using it. For me, silence has been golden. Silence has been beneficial. When I look back of where I was with it and where I'm at today, that I try, I actually try to be more um, silent than voiceful anyway. But if there's a purpose for me to be more voiceful, then I don't hesitate. But I also choose to be silent first. And sometimes, like I said, sometimes that can... Um, would be a bad thing, I guess, or um, something that it, it doesn't look good because um, also being stereotyped is another thing, another topic that we're probably going to touch on in the near future because, you know, the purpose of silence, again, depending on how you go about using it for yourself and in the um, the presence of people that don't know you, it can be looked at as a negative way because um, you can be accused of being uh, self-sufficient um, to yourself, um, not sociable. So um, it helps to know your audience, of course. It helps to know yourself and how the purpose of silence will work for you in that situation, in that scenario. So we're gonna, again, we're going to try to give different examples as best as we can. Uh, but you, at the end of the day, you got to ask yourself when it's all said and done, what is the purpose of silence for you? What will work for you? What haven't you tried yet? To see if there's another way to look at it to benefit you when it's all said and done and you got to make that choice yeah so um another thing about silence let's think about your situation so let me say me as a um and Harold as well as a parent when everybody's grown everybody's moved out we called it the empty nester because now what was in the house that was keeping you distracted keeping you going all these different activities because of the kids is now gone and so now it's just you and so you find yourself not having all those extra things to do and so now you're you're at home and there is silence and so for me because I had at one point my identity as a mother was all in my in my children and so um that's how I saw myself as the mother and so once that was no more I mean I'm still a mom but I'm not that type of mother to where now I have to make your decisions I have to be the one that's going to protect you I have to do all this and that so now the type of relationship we have is that they're grown adults and so now it's another level but what I'm saying is that now you're at the house and now it's, it's silence and so in that silence you reinvent yourself because now you don't have other people to look at and determine that you have to mold them. Now you have to reinvent yourself because that part of your life is gone. And so in that silence is where you either meditate, you talk to God and you try to figure out now what? And so for me, that silence has been golden, as Harold said, because it helped me to say, I'm not just a mother. I'm more than just um, a mother. You know, I'm a woman. I'm an individual on my own. And there are things that I put aside because I had to raise my family. And now I have to learn how to dig deep inside myself and let those things um, grow. And so in that silence, I was able to do that. And so um, I think even with, you know, in relationships, you know, if you're used to being with a partner all the time and now you're that single individual. And so now you're in your own space. There's silence. 
because you don't have that partner. And so you have to learn how to be with yourself and be okay with being with yourself. And at the same time, once again, now you're reinventing yourself to where it's not me and them, but it's just me now. And I have to be okay with me. And then it helps me to be able to, like, once again, look inside of myself and do things or find out things about myself that I didn't even realize was there. I think that the, one of the biggest challenges and the purpose of silence is understand how you can benefit from either using it or not. And I say that because some people are not worthy of hearing your voice. Some people are not worthy of what you have to say. Some people just can't comprehend sometimes what you're trying to say, the point you're trying to make, whatever it is that you're saying that normally you can tell that they understand it. But at the same time, ask yourself, are you speaking out of their league? Are you speaking a level that they haven't reached yet? Are you speaking words that they're not comprehending because of the way you're coming across? So I say all that to say, you have to ask yourself, what does the purpose of silence mean? And then once you get that answer, you have to manage that when you're speaking, when you're communicating with other people. Because everybody's not going to take it the same way that you're using it. Everybody's not going to see it the way that you're speaking it. So that's where it starts. Ask yourself, what does the purpose of silence mean to me? And then going forward, ask yourself as you're exercising it, is this what I need for this audience? Is this what I need for my children? Is this what I need for my friends? Your audience is going to dictate, once you get the answer to the purpose of your silence means, the audience is going to dictate how you go about using it. But you can't do one without the other. First step is, what does the purpose of silence mean to you? Once you get that, then you can start branching out of how to use it and benefit from it as you practice. Yeah, that's good. I also think like he says too is like you know finding out what that purpose but like you said instead of looking at silence as the enemy you silence and you dictate how silence is going to operate in your life you take control of the silence mm-hmm. and then you you make use that silence look at silence in a different light don't look at silence as being like i said again the enemy mm-hmm. but look at silence as being your creative tool mm-hmm. to do what you need to do Mm-hmm. And so when you think of it that way, I believe that you'll get a lot of uh, purple, purposeful meaning out of it. Mm-hmm. You'll get a lot of because now you're making it intentional when you get the silence mm-hmm. to use it for your advantage. I give you a perfect example. You can actually be heard louder by just being silent. Just by being silent, you can actually be heard louder. Meditate on that for a minute and just think about that. Think about your past experience of trying to be boisterous. Think about just past experience where you just had to get the last word or you just had to be heard try being silent in one of them scenarios and watch what happens i promise you depending on the topic depending on the audience your silence can be louder than your word that's something to take home with you that's something at home that you can practice and see just whether or not you can benefit from it or not but again remember it's the audience that's going to dictate when that needs to be utilized Mm. So I want to come on a spiritual note from from the silence, because, you know, there are times when we're having in our prayer life for those who do pray. um, We do a lot of talking. And a lot of times in our prayer, God just wants you to be quiet and just listen, because there's a still small voice that God uses when he's speaking at times. But if you're always coming in prayer and you're always talking then how are you supposed to get your direction? How are you supposed to get what you need from God if you're always talking? And so it's times when you have to be quiet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'll have a request, 
But once you have your request, you need to sit and you need to listen and see what God is saying, how he's directing you, what exactly is happening in the moment during that time. You got to listen for the response before you can get it. So for you to continue to talk over whoever you're talking to and not give them that that room or that space to respond to you, then you're probably just talking in circles. I have a habit of um, letting people cut me off, and I'm working on that because how I dealt with that was just stopping what I'm saying because I feel like at this point where they cut me off, they haven't even heard half of what I've already said. So for me, that's been my um, my way of dealing with that, just cutting it off, stopping it right there, and as we like to say, agreeing to disagree. But sometimes that doesn't work. Once again, it all depends on the audience, it all depends on the person, and, and that's something I'm still working on, not just letting it go where I've been cut off and I feel like I'm ha- I haven't been heard, because sometimes that might not be the case. Like with my dad, my dad does it, but... It took me a minute to understand why, because my dad needs to ask his questions when they come to mind, because if he doesn't, he'll forget. And it took me a minute to realize this is why he does it, because initially I thought he was doing it on purpose. And I had to keep having these conversations and remember and practice. This is why he does it. So now when I talk to him, I know what to expect. I know what to do. I know when to be quiet. I know when to be silent. I know when to be heard. I got it. But that's my dad. That's not the world. So I say that again to, you know, elaborate on what you got to do first. Ask yourself, what does the purpose of silence mean to me? And then from there, going forward, ask yourself, how can you benefit from that to amplify your communication with whoever it is? And watch what happens next. Mm-hmm, that's good, too. I was thinking, like, even with relationships sometimes, you know, things happen, tragic moments happen. But sometimes they don't need your words because a lot of times you don't even have the words to say when it happens. But it's just because you're you're there being present with them. That lending ear. Yep. And then you're just sitting there, even if they're not talking, just your presence and it being silence is the, is the healing that they need. Or that's just what they need to keep them going. So don't think every time you're in a situation, you have to talk or you have to have the right words to say. Sometimes it's just being with them in their silent moment, you know, that helps them. And it could be the same for you. Maybe you don't need people just talking to you. You just need to let them know, I just need you to just be right here and let's just be silent. So um, I think, you know, hopefully that, you know, some of the stuff that we were saying it, t- it resonates with you and that you're able to take this information that we're given and like apply it. Mm-hmm. Um, another nugget I just wanted to drop right quick because it just came to my mind. Um, you know, there's times when um, I have prayed to God and I don't hear anything. Like I told you, I, you, you know, sometimes you're talking and you have to listen and I don't hear anything. But what I learned that 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 was another phase that God was growing me up in, that I don't always have to hear him say, go do this. There's just going to be like a knowing within myself that I know that this is what God wants me to do. And so just because he's silent doesn't mean that he's not there and he's not listening. He's guiding you in that quiet moment. You know, there's a um, there's a saying that, you know, I didn't see. I only seen one set of footprints in the sand. And so they questioned where was God? And God said, I was carrying you. So the footprints that you saw 
was his because he was carrying through the situation. So sometimes when there's quiet from God, either he's already gave you the answer and you just haven't moved out on that, or he's uh, growing you up in your faith to know that you've already prayed this to him. He's already on the situation and you just need to just move out on what your intuition is already telling you. Well, not only that, but you can also look at the purpose of silence as an addition to your patience. Trust me, you can't really have patience with your faith if you don't have the ability to be silent and waiting on it. Because when you believe, you believe. You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to speak on it. You just believe. And you have that patience to know that it's all going to be in your favor. It's all going to be to the good. But none of that matters if you don't believe. So that's where that starts as well. The silence, you got to believe in it, both good and bad. Patience, they go hand in hand. Patience, silence, and faith, they go hand in hand. And this is what we're here for, to you know, bring this out, exploit with you guys so you'll understand that there's steps to all this stuff. But if you don't talk about it, then you forget about it. And that's where we all make the mistake. That This is stuff that we already know. We just don't use it enough to remember it on our own without talking about it more often. Right, Sam? Mm-hmm. That's true. Let's take it home. So, um, like I said again, I just hope that all this that we're saying that you'll be able to take it in, um, use it, meditate on it. Mm-hmm. And then be able to apply it in your life and maybe even share it with a friend. Got to share. You know, someone who might need these messages that were given. Make sure you, sh- you know, share it. So um, if you have any questions and comments that you would like to say about the show or anything you would like us to talk about, we uh, would hope that you would just visit us at releaseitpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll be checking on that regularly. I want to close us in prayer. Dear God, I pray that every word that we spoke, that everything that we talked about on this episode will penetrate the hearts of the listeners who are listening to this episode. I pray that whatever you would like for them to get and receive, that they receive it and that it get planted in their hearts and that they're able to apply it to their lives in a practical way. So, God, I pray that you go beyond this prayer and you do what only you can do. And we give you the permission. We give you all the glory and all the praise. And I just thank you in advance for what you're going to do in their lives and in our lives as well. In Jesus name. Amen.